the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. And right before I come on the air, we have two televisions here in Studio Chicago. One is on CNN, and the other is on WGN. And on WGN, they were flashing beef between Governor Pritzker and Dr. Dryheave, as I call her, Awardy, Awadi, whatever. And I had to turn it up. I said, what are these two Hamburglers talking about? Guess what? If your kid is vaccinated, if your kid tests negative for a uh, COVID test, doesn't matter. If mommy and daddy take the kid out of town to everywhere in the country except Vermont, probably no connection with the communist um, residing in, in, in Vermont, and I mean Bernie, the Soviet Sanders, everywhere else they have to, when they get home, you could quarantine for 15 days. I am telling you now, it will not be long before you do not have the freedom to leave these sewer states that are run by these Democrat mafia demagogues like Fatso. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. It starts off with a suggestion and it ends with a law or a rule. And they have no qualm about enforcing something that they know is wrong. Like, for instance, all of their mandates. Wrong, just simply wrong. And that leads me to believe to, to, the, to the next issue at hand, how they are willing to lie even though they know and they believe themselves they're wrong. They're still going to lie to you. And what do I mean by that? So President Biden is taking heat for falsely claiming that he visited the Pittsburgh synagogue attacked by a mass shooter when he never actually went there. The- Doesn't matter. He did it, and the Biden voters don't care because they're used to this moron lying. And they're even used to him lying when they're talking about things like the jobs or the economy or what's actually happening in this country as all of our dollars have been devalued by the political whores like Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats, along with many, many Republicans. And we'll get to old lady face Mitch McConnell later in the show. Breaking news this morning, the August jobs report is out and it is a lot worse than we thought. The U.S. economy adding just 235,000 jobs in August with the unemployment rate now at 5.2 percent. But that is a lot lower than the 720,000 jobs we expected. It follows several months of gains. And now we have clarity on the Delta variant's impact as we try to get back to normal. But what we are in is the I don't know economy. And with delayed returns to work and school and inflation hurting our recovery, where we go from here is still a big question mark. And then 
minutes later, they wheeled out the Weekend at Bernie's star, Weekend at Bernie's Part Three, starring Joe Biden and the Democrats. They wheeled him out, and uh, I'm pretty sure there were either strings involved or someone's hand in a precarious position. And Joe Biden uttered in a in a pathetic cadence and in a pathetic stammer. What we're seeing is an economic recovery that's durable and strong. Uh, the Biden plan is working. We're getting results. And that's the part I want to talk about. The Biden plan is, in fact, working. That's why in sewer states run by Democrats like Illinois, a one-parent household qualifies for benefits that are about $4,000 less than the median median income in Illinois. I want you to just think about that for, a re- for, for just a second which means that there's a $70 a week difference between a family that works versus a single parent that doesn't. That is how you not only divide a society, but sabotage a private economy. Because what Joe Biden understands and what the Democrats understand in total is they're not happy with the Republicans' version of corporatism, which is not capitalism either, but it at least has a front of a private economy. What Joe Biden understands is all he has to do is ruin the individual financial situation, the circumstances. Keep telling you things are normal as you keep going deeper and deeper into the quicksand of this socialist corruption and failure that the the Democrat and Joe Biden represents. They'll keep at simultaneously kicking up food stamp values. They'll keep incentivizing you to go on the government cheese and the government dole because what they understand is from that position. It's over with. That's why simultaneously with that, they're increasing rental housing. They're tweaking different loans and tax incentives to get very corrupt developers to create more and more rentals. They're making it more difficult for people to own property and much easier for them to become renters. Because a society, what really separates America, gave us that certain arrogance, is we had property in this country. We had property rights. We were the king of our castle and that was it. We didn't need government for housing. The reason the European socialists are able to keep a a leash on their people is because they need a place to live. Now, their plans have destroyed nations that are in in the mind of the people who inhabited those nations. Those nations were just as great and just as as uh, uh, wonderful as America. You could look at the real Cubans. You could look at the real Venezuelans. You could look at the real Russians. You could look at Europe in total. They're all very patriotic. They all believe they're number one. And in the meantime, what happened is this ideology that these sneaky, slimy American Democrats are putting in through policies that are designed to do exactly what Joe Biden said. The Biden plan. The plan is to crush private property, to crush capitalism that is not sanctioned, that is not participated by. And not corrupted by government. It's really quite that simple. That's why the stock market hasn't mattered since the original scumbag, George W. Bush, admitted he had to break the rules of capitalism in order to save it. As what he did was forever corrupted. That's why prior to 2008, we had the banking system that had how many private banks in it? Does anybody know? No, because it was in the amount of hundreds. Yet how many banks control the entire financial system in this country today? Is it eight or nine? Because that's the real argument. All of them, underwritten, run by, and intimidated by the government. This plan is working exactly as it should. It was put in motion by a Republican 
We're about to celebrate the anniversary that changed everything in this country. And it's not even an anniversary. It's a calamity. But that was government's greatest gift. Because let you never forget, every once in a while, they tell you what it really means. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. That's how government thinks. Every once in a while, someone will be courageous enough to tell you. That was the new Yakuza member and the ambassador to Japan, our very own Rahm Emanuel. He's telling you what the plan is. Always have a crisis. That's why these crises are always the best friend of a totalitarian government that works very hard to put you into servitude. That's why they they don't want you to focus on the fact that before this bill that they crammed down their throat, the one that is going to be 15,000 pages long, right now, today, right now, every household in this country owes $288,000 to just the debt. Just the debt. You're bankrupt. They can't, can't pay it off. You cannot pay it off. There aren't enough millionaires and billionaires. And by the way, they've already paid taxes on that money. And do you not think they're smart enough? to know what's coming for them and preparing themselves to stay afloat. Because what happens in these types of societies is exactly what we're living through right now. The the, the people separate. The wealthy become smaller and more wealthy. The rest of us fall back down into that area where you really can't tell the difference between working and going on welfare. And that's when the government wins. That's why during the crisis, I wanted with every fiber of my being, the only president, the only one that could have said the federal government will not shut down the people. I wanted him to do it, but he didn't. Caved. Probably because he was getting advice from one of the 271 lobbyists he hired. But whatever the case is, we are in this pickle right now. The only way you're going to get it back is to recognize how I opened the segment. The governor's the most incompetent, the most corrupt, the Marxist mafia members like Pritzker and the and the like across the country. He's one of just one of the families. Think of it just like the FBI did when they put up the five families in New York. Same thing. They are going to take the advantage of this next situation. They're always going to start by the best interest of all. And by the end of it, you're a slave who has no job to go to, Can't leave your house without their permission. And if you do, you can drive only so far without paying extra taxes. Because that's part of the other Joe Biden plan that's working. Simultaneous with this nonsense and spending and all of it is a massive disincentivizing and penalty for actually making money. That's why in his speech today, which I will not play any more of him for you because I had enough of this idiot. I'll take three days off. And we'll come back and we'll do all the stammering. We'll pretend he isn't dementia-ridden. I'll pretend he can go to the bathroom without a nurse. I'll pretend he knows what day it is. But for now, I'm, I'm full. What he says in the speech is, everybody pay their fair share. And anybody stupid enough to vote for him doesn't understand where this idiot's from. Delaware. The state that was created for tax avoidance. The whole damn state is one tax shelter. The whole thing. That's why when Joe Biden goes around on his corruption tour, I believe they call it a speaking tour, when he has companies that want to stay in business and want to have little loopholes and little tax abatements cut out for them, and they bribe him, they call it speaking engagement fees, and he makes $13 million, or they buy his phony book, that here's a guy that wrote more books than he ever read, Joe Biden. He makes $13 million and 10 of it goes to his S-Corp that he doesn't pay the ironically, the Obamacare taxes on. <laughs> That's my favorite part. 
And here's a moron Democrat, the same one who lives in the ghetto that the Democrat builds in Chicago and continues to vote for Democrats. You, you cannot wake them up. So what you're going to have to do in the new normal, and we're going to cover the new normal when I went back. I, I, I got to tell you a story. I got a lot of things to talk about. What you're going to have to do in the new normal is even though you are not a millionaire and you're not rich, but you aspire to be or that you're, you, you aspire that your kids are or that you just simply aspire to be a free man, which is really the definition of rich. Money is just paper. You're going to have to start to protect that freedom and liberty or or. Put your wife in one of those John Denver costumes like in Oak Park. Make sure she stops painting her toenails and walk around with a socialism sign. Because this is the divide. There's no Republican and Democrats anymore. There are political whores and their socialism, their corrupt corporatism. And then there's us. It's a very small group. But so what? We're always small. People who make the world go round and actually are productive. We're always outnumbered. That's because we're right. And it's easy to tell the lie. It's easy to listen to the lie. What we're seeing is an economic recovery that's durable and strong. Sure it is, stupid. Let's get all the dummies on one side of the country. I'm ready. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. Now, by the way, you're talking about the spending bill. Right on cue, CNN has Marty Walsh, who is the Biden labor secretary, ex-union extortion mafia boss. That's just the fact, Jack. He doesn't care about honest business. His entire career is built on extortion of both the worker, the company, and the contracts. That's who's in charge, and that's the way of the future. That's why, and everybody with a brain and an IQ knows why business in Chicago is incentivized, is bribed, is paid to move here from out of state, and the ones who thrive here are the ones who own and contribute to the Dons, to the Mafia, to the Democrats. That's how it works. Sorry, it's how it works. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of reality, but it is reality. And now I'm going to tell you a little piece of reality that I think some of us know but don't want to say. I live it, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. I had a dear friend of mine fall into the lure and the attractiveness of government-sustained life. I got off the phone with him earlier this morning. I watched this as we were kids and we grew up. He was a product of a rat father who lived on a scam contract, who read in the contract that if you went on disability, this is before it became popular in the 70s, if you were on disability and you got the doctors to agree you were on disability, you never went back to work, and that's what the father did. He then set the example for the son. The son that I'm talking about is a dear friend of mine. We all grew up together. His name is Joe. Joe was the kid that when you were couldn't come to, to an answer on a math question on whatever it was, he's the guy you just tell him and he wouldn't have to write anything down. He was like a human calculator. He just spit it out. He was on the honor roll in grade school. High school, he was a little nerdy. He had a brother that was you know very cool and everybody loved him and he was intimidated by that. So he just kind of kept to himself and... After high school graduation, I go down to the mercantile exchange. I'm working three jobs. My other very dear friend goes off to college, becomes a lawyer. Joe got a job. It was a decent job. It was at Jewel at the time. But Joe had to go to work. His father would sit on the couch and make fun of him. He did. You imagine that? Father, are you going to work? Because the father was on the government dole, on the cheese. So Joe had enough of it after one day. He starts talking with the father. Father hooks him up with his crooked doctor. They say, you're going to. You're depressed. I think you had a nervous breakdown. 
They introduce him to the Social Security scam. And by the way, it is a scam. And over the years, and if you don't think there are groups out there, the worker party groups and other communist groups that have been showing people how to milk the system, then you're not paying attention to reality. And you're not paying attention to anything. So Joe goes on the system, and sure enough, he starts getting depressed. And in the beginning, it's a scam. So he's playing video games. He's clowning around. Years go by, and guess what? You watch everybody else start to get successful, start to earn things, start to accumulate things, start to have lives. And then you do get depressed. Then before you know it, you're taking the antidepressants. And before you know it, you're taking stronger antidepressants. Before you know it, you're 53 years old, and you're sitting in a rehab home hoping you're dead. Because that's where it leads. That's why the welfare system and the neighborhoods that exist on welfare are the worst because it destroys the character of the people who receive it. Now, do it, does this mean all people? No. Do some people need assistance? Yes. From time to time, some people do need assistance. And I, I, I believe it should be there, but it should be private. And it should not be incentivizing people to turn into Joe. And the millions of others that we see live in abject poverty whose only hope is for more corrupt government to give them something new, something different. Inside the Democrat Party, there are people who are smart enough to understand. Once you get people like that, no matter how much you abuse them, no matter how much the services fail them, no matter how much the corruption, the politicians get caught, you know what they're going to do when election comes? They're going to vote Democrat. And that's why Chicago is Chicago. New York is New York, New Jersey, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and the rest of it. Everywhere, it's a pattern, it's a formula that works. The wreckage that they create, they do not care about. They do not care about the woman who got stabbed in the neck and died. Sad update, the woman stabbed at a river north bank has died. By the end of this story, the guy who stabbed her in the neck will become the victim. And it will be because society didn't give him enough. He didn't have enough. Enough whatever. Food, schooling, housing. That's how this game is played. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. That's what you always should focus on right there. The tragedy that they create. The climate that they build is their greatest asset. It's the crisis where they always have to solve the problem. That's why the new normal of the virus mutating has now taken precedent over how it got here and who in the hell financed it and who made it. Or is it the bat and the cricket and the frog swam across? What is the story? It's beautiful and we're being outflanked because we're allowing this to happen. And if you think Manchin is going to stop the $3.5 trillion, he's just waiting for a bigger bribe for his own constituents. That's why you have to go and make other states that are able to push back on this. That, all right, it's time for us to flock there, strengthen them, and let the rest of it just go the way it can. Because you're in for a long haul, baby. Eight months, and this job numbers, and, and there's still an argument about it. Not to mention the 250 that they hired, they paid for. The government paid for them. Nobody is growing organically. Everything is just wallowing in the stagflation, in the quicksand of this philosophy. You cannot survive it. You just have to end it. 312-642-5600. 
I got to tell you, I love having Corey D'Angelo sign. I love talking to him. His resume, it's going to take up like, I'd say seven minutes. He's the National Director of Research at American Federation for Children, the Executive Director at Education Freedom Institute, an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, senior fellow researcher at Reason Foundation. He's got master's, BA, he's got a degree in economics, and he's written two books. How are you, Corey? Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, doing well. Thank you so much for having me. What I love about you is that you've captured the way in which we can save the country is through the education of our children. And you recognize the fact that something needs to be done. And I'm not sure you're not even from Chicago, Illinois, where we have to live with these kids who not only are having very difficult times and live in standards that are sub-American, but then turn around and carjack you. So I want to thank you on behalf of the future. Well, that's an excellent point that you just brought up. I mean, look, the Chicago public schools are slated to spend over $26,000, dollars per kid per year uh, going forward, starting in this 2021 school year. And there's so many better pro- providers of education services that half the, half the cost or a fraction of the cost. So imagine if families could take that money to a private school or some type of homeschool setting to where they can get better character education and, and other types of uh education as well. There's actually actually six peer-reviewed studies on this topic. They all find that access to private or charter schools leads to lower likelihoods of criminal activity later on in life. So school choice is criminal justice reform at the same time. It absolutely is. And the other thing that um, plays into your resume is that you you are an accredited uh, uh, economics PhD. I mean, you understand why in the hell are we paying three times for a subpar education when some of the best private schools run at about a third. And I know this because I was at a parent who made that choice and uh, was double taxed for it. And uh, he complained the whole time, but really was happy with the actual value that I got in a private education. Yeah. And, and look, and it's at a fraction of the cost. Um, and, and I think the main reason for that is because, Public schools are a monopoly that don't have any particularly strong incentives to cater to the needs of the families. The private schools know that their customers can take their money elsewhere. I mean, in 2020, the public schools in Chicago and elsewhere fought to remain closed as long as possible because they knew that they had the taxpayer and the customers and the families on the hook. The families whole- couldn't really do anything uh, about the fact that they weren't receiving the, the services that their children needed, which has led to huge uh, uh, learning losses over the past year, and also mental health issues for kids. There's also a new study that came out, I believe it's California-based, that was in JAMA, one of the main medical association journals, found a 10 percentage point increase in obesity among kids aged 5 through 11. So there's all of these unintended consequences that have resulted from the teachers' unions uh, prioritizing themselves over the past 18 months instead of the kids. And that's where I could give you a little insight, because that is their focus, and that that has been their focus. Here last year, while schools were shut down, while kids were being harmed in many, many ways by political choices, one of my favorite instances of the hypocrisy was we had one of the teachers and one of the higher-ups in the teachers' union in Puerto Rico in a floppy hat broadcasting how kids should not travel and there should be increases for teachers that were providing Zoom classes, which ironically to me was an opportunity for many groups, many private groups, to say now it's time we go into the cyber schooling and really push for homeschooling. We've seen a 
a third of Chicago public school students have not gone back to school for various reasons. Um, yeah, it could be a wave, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. Look, I mean, a lot of families are leaving the public school system, even without school choice initiatives in place, even without the money following the child. Families are are already starting to realize that they don't like what's going on in the classroom and they they want out. Um, Just imagine how many families would would choose a private or home based option if they had a true choice, if they if they could take that 20 or so thousand dollars to an alternative provider. And look, the Chicago teachers unions are still stepping in over and over again, uh, even right now. Although they went back to went back to work this time, they're still calling for um, mandated masks for all kids, which which they already instituted. But then they're also calling for more money, even though they're they're getting a huge increase of of, of up to about twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars per kid in this in this most recent school year. But they're also calling for a metric to close all the schools again. I mean, last year they had a three percent community wide positivity rate, which didn't make any sense at all. Um, but they they're they're pushing for those kinds of metrics again, uh, which could lead to school closures. Who knows how long they're going to stay open? And here's the problem I have with it, Corey. We all know this, right? I mean, you're, we're we're target targeting Chicago, but the reality is this is the scheme nationwide. It's why those unions, that union, I think there's, what are there, two teacher unions or three or who knows what? They're the strongest in the nation because this is really, truly a scheme that has identified itself, yet it's still at the same time trapped the people who need it the most. Is there enough knowledge? Is there a willingness among American citizens to say, okay, we see that this is a union enriching scheme. And that you're bribing politicians to keep it in place. Do you think there's enough public outcry to break it finally? I think so. I think now's the time to do it. If you look at tons of, of polling across the, the nation right now, the latest one from Real Clear Opinion Research polling got a 10 percentage point jump in support for school choice over the past year, from 64% support in April of 2020 to 74% support in June of 2021. Families are starting to figure out that there isn't any good reason to fund failing closed buildings when you can fund the students directly instead. And another poll that just came out, I want to say yesterday, was from Braun Research, found 78% of Americans support the concept of funding students as opposed to systems. And there's another one that came out from Echelon Insights last week, finding that 79% of families or of the nation of the general public would support allowing families to take their children's education dollars elsewhere if their public schools do not mandate masks. And so what's interesting in this poll is they actually found higher support among Democrats for this proposal than Republicans. Wow. 82% of Democrats supported this because they really want to have masks mandated in the schools so that they're they're so willing to, to, to have that policy. They're willing to say, okay, well, if you don't have that policy, let me let me have a voucher to go somewhere else, which really highlights that one size doesn't fit all. And, and this really shouldn't be a partisan issue. Democrats, Republicans and everybody should support school choice, even though we may differ on those reasons for why we, we might want to, to sort into another institution. So my fear is, and by the way, I love having you on because you make me feel optimistic. After all, I'm in the in the sewer. I'm in the hub of the mafia <laughs> corruption. So I need to speak to people like you from time to time. Um, But the reality is we have an administration that now 
is guaranteeing more bribery to parents, more money for children. I think that now there are $250 a kid. People are just getting a tax refund. They call it a tax rebate, but it's really just a bribe. Do you think that what will happen, what's happened in Chicago has the potential to happen nationwide? And that is that after a while, the people become so bribed that they just become careless and they just slip back into this well there's nothing you could do it's just normal and the reason i say that to you is i'm watching the race in california and larry elder points out 75 percent of public school kids cannot read to the standards of the state in chicago i think it's at least 75 percent it may be higher and their whole thing is to dumb down the grading system and this has become kind of a movement is it going to be too little too late in your opinion if you had to bet on it well, look, I mean, there's way more parents um, out there than politicians and teachers unions. So if parents start to push back just as hard as the teachers unions push and lobby for maintaining their power, there could be real disruption to the status quo going forward. And I think families are waking up all across the country right now. If there's any time to where this power dynamic is going to shift, I think it's going to be now. I know the parents don't have the access to the resources that the taxpayer-funded teachers unions have, yeah. but they do have power in numbers. And look, even if you can't buy off the politicians in the legislature, which is deep blue in, in Chicago and in, in, in Illinois, why not try a ballot initiative? I mean, there's two ballot initiatives set to go for 2022 in California. So Larry Elder, you, you just mentioned, he's a supporter of school choice, and he and he points that out as, as to why he's a, a better pick than Gavin Newsom. Um, and I think that even, even if he were to be elected governor, uh, he, he can't really control what the deep blue legislature would, would do in, yeah. in California with with a school choice bill. So I think the better way in a deep blue state like California or Illinois even would be to have a ballot initiative, put it to the people, let families come swarm in numbers and fight to take that twenty six, twenty seven thousand dollars to to the private or homeschool that works best for them. And this really could be the silver lining of COVID for once. We've, we're no longer pontificating about what our kids are learning and the inadequacies of the public school system. We're living through it. So there is possibly a silver lining in this. This is kind of where the upside is. And you could feel free to steal that for your next book because I understand you've written two books on this. Is that correct? Yeah, my, my book is uh, called School Choice Myths. I co-edited it with uh, Neil McCluskey, who's at the Cato Institute, where we debunk all of the biggest arguments that are perpetuated over and over again by the teachers unions, which none of them hold any water. When you use basic logic or any type of evidence uh, uh, yep, just, in face of those myths. All you have to do is look at it. It's a scam, <laughs> which is, it could be the other title. I feel free. I will not sue you for copyright law, you know, rights right away. <laughs> I may hit you with a bill later if the book really takes off. I want to thank you so much for joining me. It's always fun to have you on. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I wonder how long it's going to take for... The poor, I guess they call them the poor. Isn't that what government calls them? Poor. Low income. People who are forced and, and grew up in these hellholes that Democrat mafia members built. How long it takes them to realize the system is the way it is. Because government is using them as fools, using them as props. The outcome is not something government's interested in. Chicago public school system has been in place. I mean, it's got to be 
what, at least 100 years of this. The unions came in 50 years ago. 30 years ago really started to clamp down. I, I, aren't they sick of it? Isn't th- This is what I would thought would always cure American socialism. The people who were forced to live in these corrupt sewers would have rejected it. Instead, it feels like there's a call for more of it. And that's why it's inspiring from time to time to hear a mother who actually gets it. Can you make it so I could hit the button there, kid? Thank you, babe. Second thing is the reason why my daughter is standing behind me is because my job as her parent is to protect her from anybody that has ill will towards her. So being that this is her first year at this high school that is world renowned and everybody knows about this school it's so perfect and everybody does everything right the first time my daughter tells me and she goes against my wishes to come out of a classroom that's disruptive to her well-being i have an issue see that's how you have to be as a parent that's how you have to be she's upset because she found out that her daughter was being taught by a antifa communist this is the one with the sickle and hammer you know the one that was so successful in russia they had a good logo though that's sickle and hammer workers party you know how it turned out just like the south side of chicago with vodka instead of guns sooner or later you're gonna have to realize who's ruining things and do something about it or those people who keep voting democrats will figure out that they're useful idiots even when they pretend to live in good areas like old town like the North Shore, like the Gold Coast. Not so ritzy anymore, huh? Maybe you should start voting a different direction. What do you think, dummy? 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines, help all the people who have been quarantined, we'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant, we'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant, Fauci, yes, promise us please, we'll have a cure that can fight off this disease, restrictions will lift with some ease dr fauci don't forget me i don't know a little pitchy but i'll tell you what right right on cue because that i i living through this last year and watching it from the position of an american who never ever trusted the nonsense that spewed from these bureaucratic political tyrants It'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. If it didn't destroy my damn country, this whole thing would be one giant comedy skit. 
and the idea that this imbecile, this imbecile who hid in a government cubicle for 50 years and literally screwed up everything he ever touched. They they call him doctor. I wouldn't let him take care of my dog. And I don't like the dog that's alive. I like the one that died. I wouldn't let him go near my dog. Here he is again to tell you everything he told you for the last year and a half was complete and total BS. Um, you mentioned the, uh, the studies in Israel. We've seen uh, Israeli government uh, require uh, people to get a third dose of the vaccine. Uh, to begin- now, the funny part about the Israeli government, over 95% vaccinated, the entire country. Sweden, yesterday, said we don't want any travelers from Israel because it's spiking there. And Sweden, that didn't have any mask, no vaccine mandate. They let the people decide, <laughs> ironically. Sweden, that Bernie Sanders says a socialist, there's more freedom in Sweden than there is in Chicago, Illinois. They said, hey, you people with all the vaccines, stay the hell away from us. You guys are sick. Considered fully vaccinated. They are, uh, do you expect a similar change in the United States that, uh, that a third dose after that eight-month waiting period will be required to be, quote-unquote, considered fully vaccinated and enjoy the privileges of, of the, the freedoms that that provides? Now, he's being interviewed by a Democrat. So they talk like that, and they're very nervous. And that, 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 that. What, he, what he's saying is, in order to be fully vaccinated in the future, will we take the position of Israel and mandate a third, a third shot to be considered fully vaccinated? And then uh, sort of a broader question, and maybe for Jeff, should we expect the same level of national campaign to give people that third dose of those two dose uh, vaccines we saw so much uh, over the last year uh, reminding people that even just one dose of those shots wasn't enough you needed the second should we expect sort of the same level of engagement to encourage people to get the third well uh, regarding your first question um, the determination whether something is now constitute fully vaccinated I will leave that up to the FDA when they get the data the data? The hell's the data? You mean the data? These East Coast people. I'll tell you. Everything's up to a technocrat and nothing is up to you. You know who's going to decide when you're fully vaccinated? Some bureaucrat in the FDA is going to decide after they mandate more and more and more and refuse to recognize what Sweden recognized. You people with the vaccine, it's not a vaccine. Stop calling it a vaccine. Let's call it a trial run and let's call it a failure. Because they're spiking the fully vaccinated Israel. Spiking. Right now at home, the one that the media and CNN doesn't want to talk about. They'd rather talk about the storm because that leads to the global warming Nazis. The eco-Nazis and how this is all our fault. And they'll keep you focused off the fact that they stole the money for the sewer systems and the flood systems. That's all right. They should be talking about the fact that everything we've done. The states that enforce the more tyrannical, the most tyrannical, have worse numbers than the states that didn't. The countries that implemented the most tyrannical actions in response to the manufactured Fauci bought flu have worse numbers than the the countries that didn't. State versus state, winner. Freedom, winner. In fact, 83% in new blood tests from people who donate blood. People who donate blood, not vaccinated. 83% of them have antibodies and natural immunity. We are, in fact, developing some sort of an immunity. We are adapting. That's what the beauty of the human body. 
Now it's not perfect and it's frail. And some people stuff donuts in their mouth like they're on a municipal pension. They get to become fat slobs and they're very high risk. Here in Illinois, we elect them to governor. The rest of the time, you get sick, you get, you, things don't go well. But Fauci's spreading the government BS. I think the guy who's saying did a better job, but I almost like it. The three doses to make that a determination and then ultimately a recommendation from the ACIP to the CDC so that it's recommended. But I must say... I like the, I like the acronyms. The ACIDs of the CDC. The BS from the government cheese. Yada, yada, yada. From my own experience as an immunologist, I would not at all be... Su- what is your experience? Huh, Auntie Mary? You've been hiding in the government for 50 years. Your experience is what led us to have government funding. Of course, you had a shield company in the middle that we gave money to. And then they gave money to the Wuhan lab that created the virus that shut down the world. That's your experience, stupid your experience is how to corrupt things, how to fail at things. Your experience is why you're exactly not qualified to comment any further on what we should do. You should go sit in a corner and collect your pension. What the hell is he doing? He's 80 years old. I thought they had this big, beautiful pension. Go sit on your derriere and stop causing damage, dummy. Prized that the adequate full regimen for vaccination will likely be three doses. And the reason I say There that- it is. You said, first you said don't mix, then you said mix. Then you said no mask, then you said one mask, then you said two masks. Now you said fully vaccinated, a booster shot. Now, now we're not going to count it unless you get three. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You're just a real-time liar. You lie in real time with a straight face, mainly because you got Botox in it. You want everyone not to focus on the fact you're 80 years old and been robbing us for 50 years. You're a real swindler, aren't you? Is that it's very clear when you give a prime and maybe a second shot as a boost but give the immune system enough chance to mature in both affinity maturation and maturation of the B cell repertoire. Oh, there we go. It Sound like a scientist. Why the results that I just reported from the Israeli boosters are so dramatic. Uh-huh. And we all hope, and I believe we have good reason to. Be- I'm tired of you hoping, Dater. Buddy, how do you got a doctor who can't say data? Maybe that's why we're in this pickle, aside from the fact that. Everybody, when I was a kid, was right. You know who worked for the government? Morons. They couldn't get jobs in the real sector. Now, all of a sudden, it's better to work for the government. After all, where could this moron hide and become this powerful if it wasn't for government? Dr. Fauci would have been thrown out of every veterinary clinic in the country. I want a doctor. I want to be like Kramer, right? Dog, a chicken, a pig, cow. I want a doctor. I don't want Fauci hiding in a cubicle. Have you had enough of winning or are you thirsty for more? Of course, it does explain... Why Biden's in Louisiana and thinks he's there for gumbo. It's uh, I'm grateful for the governor asking me to come on down to visit and to see what uh, visit. And I want to thank him for his leadership as well. You're there for the storm, stupid. You're not there for the gumbo. What do you mean visit, you idiot? How did they let this dummy get in control of anything? Same way Fauci's in control of everything. 312-642-5600. Oh, I love this song, kid. Yeah, it's Friday. Let that puppy go. Oh, what a great time. So I'm driving down the street the other day. My mother had a Toronado. I had a Buick Riviera. There was a 
a Tornado. Don't laugh. These are these are great cars, kid. My mother had a 1982 Tornado. I had a 1984 Buick Riviera. There's a Tornado for sale. I hang a Yui. I said, I'm going to buy the car. You know, but I dropped off two kids at college. You know, <laughs> I, I figured, how can I go home with, tell my wife I bought a 1980. Every day is a midlife crisis. Every day is a midlife crisis. 1983 Tornado. What a car, huh? That music playing in the song, just, you know, that's, I had a little mullet going. I didn't have this thing right here for the freaks out there, a little bald spot. I didn't have it. And a uh, much better time. And there was nobody like Fauci in charge. Because in my in my life, Fauci doesn't have the ability to do any of this stuff. But I come from that old America would have laughed at this nonsense. Laughed at this. So the governor, 350 pounds, 5 foot 2 trust fund baby with butter hands, is going to take away my restaurant? To take away my store? Going to tell me I can't go to work? And then on top of that, he's going to tell me I have to do all kinds of things to leave my house? Put masks on and really my part for society, huh? Who's benefiting from all this? Who's really benefiting from all this? Government. The power that they have in this day. When that 1982 Riviera was cruising down the street with good music playing on it, the government was small. Freedom was big. Opportunity was big. You didn't have to bribe companies to hire people. Didn't have to do that. You didn't have to buy corporate debt to pretend the stock was of value. You didn't have to underwrite all this nonsense. But, of course, we weren't $30 trillion in debt that we lie about when we're really $200 trillion in debt when you factor in unfunded liabilities. Yeah, cars weren't just better then. Hair wasn't just better then. Everything was better then. Fauci was a joke. That's even before he screwed up the AIDS thing. That's before that. Now we're in the new America. We're going to talk about getting back to normal. We got experts that are going to do that, but I want to take your call if you're in the on the line here. Helen, in her car. Hi, Helen. Hi, hey Helen. there. How are you, Sean? Splendid. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Like you're on a soup can. Hey oh. there. I, I just <laughs> I just wanted to to comment that um, I'm a teacher, public school, and uh, you know Good for the you. powers uh, have mandated that we get vaccinated. So if I don't comply, I'll be suspended without pay. Oh, how long have you been a teacher? Can you believe? Uh, almost thirty years. Oh, put your paperwork in, kid. Easy choice <laughs> is easy. Put your paperwork yeah. in. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Put your paperwork in. You're gonna take this. You're 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 a smart, independent woman your whole life. You're gonna let a guy and people like him who have moved the goalposts, who have changed the rules, who have lied to you for a year and a half. You're going to let them make the rules of how you keep your job, especially under your circumstance? You put the you know, paperwork in, kid. Just do it. It's yeah, it's crazy. I wish we could afford to. I mean, we still got to pay off the house, and our kids been, you know, going into oh. high school. and So we got a little ways to go. Helen, I'm going to help um, you. I'm going to help you. You want to know yeah. why? Put your paperwork. Why? Put your paperwork in, and you start an independent online education service where they can tap into Helen, the 30-year school teacher veteran who's had enough of the Marxist mafia making the rules and screwing up the kids. So you are going to start schoolthewayitusedtobe.com. Here, I even got the name for you, kid. Yeah, I was, yeah, I love You call AmericanEagle.com, my friend. You call him up and you tell him, look, I want to build this. I'll call him for you. And this is what you do. And you don't need their stinking money. 
and you just cash in on the pension because you earned it. You played by their rules, right? I yeah. hope you. I hope you didn't vote Democrat. And I just gave a hell of a good idea to oh, somebody who voted Democrat. Did you vote Democrat this whole time? Come on, man. All right, Come good. on. All right. That's why you could have that idea free of charge. Although there will be a twenty percent consultation it. fee. Thank you, Helen. And See, I'm- we got the answers, baby. Because the, the answer is always us. Independence, freedom, our own ideology. That's why I never went to go work for the government. You know, you don't think I could have got the job like the rest of the guys I grew up with. My uncle was in all that nonsense. Could have been a fireman. I would have developed a drinking problem and stretch marks and a hell of a palate for the finer cuisine in life. I didn't want it. No offense to you guys that did do it. Good luck in rehab. David Orlando. Hey, Sean. How are you? How are you? Hey, listen. Good. Listen, I just wanted to plug that YouTube live feed. It's fun to see you working <laughs> on uh, hearing you on the radio. More people should tune in. Hey, check YouTube. Thank you. Thank Google you. or search for Sean. Oh, um, it's fun to see him work. I appreciate <laughs> Thank you very much. And did you know that I'm going down to Florida this weekend, right? And I'm going to be there for a couple of weeks. And then the guys, nice. I got the guys from the studio coming to the studio in Florida. We're going to put the cameras in there so we keep it going. I guess a lot of people watch it. I understand from McBeth in there. We got guys that comment on it. It's supposed to be pretty lively. So I appreciate you doing that, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, and thank cool you. Cool shirt, by the way. Oh, cool shirt. Thank you very much. So I buy, I buy these shirts from... Uh, can I plug them? They're not. They're not advertisers. Should I plug them? Uh, they're a patriotic company. Are you getting paid by them? No. Then I'll ahead. give them one for free. Grunt style. Sometimes I'll buy it. A, a, an actual listener brought one in one time and hooked me. So now I order, and then I put in my last order. They said we're going to pick one for you. This is the one they pick. I like it better than the one I ordered. Good company. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate it. Now here's the thing. They're not affiliated with me because you know. <laughs> yeah. Just I to be clear, you getting a shirt and you again, no pay. They're no not way affiliated. connected whatsoever. That's not sarcasm. Yes, that's not us. Because, you know, we got the trolls out there, like the kind that tried to find my daughter at one time. That's why I don't give out the school or the other one. If I ever get my hands on that guy, he ain't going to have to worry about the radio career. Believe me, I'll be locked up. Then when I get out, I'll start the Sons of Liberty. It'll be like the Sons of Anarchy, only we look a little cooler. I don't go for that long hair stuff. Uh, Victor Midway. Hi, Victor. What, you have those problems. Hey, hey, Sean. Hey, man, you have those problems. You, you dox those people. You give out their names. To uh, us, the people, and we'll take oh, care of that. Oh, I got you. it, Victor. Thank you, brother. No, I like but that. Anyhow, See, that's how you know Victor's a good guy. All right, go ahead, buddy. I had I had two two things I wanted to say. Just earlier on my lunch break, I was listening to five sixty a.m. I was listening to Charlie Kirk's show, but he had a southern. Right. But he was interviewing a doctor, and he was saying how the vaccinations can no longer be considered vaccinations. They have to be considered human gene therapy, and that it's Child abuse to use uh, to have a child vaccinated under 15. Of course. It the is. second thing, the second thing, Israel is the most vaccinated country in the world right now. And the doctors out there are finding that every Delta patient is someone who has been vaccinated. Yeah. People who have not been vaccinated have natural antibodies, which is better than the vaccination. And Vic- tyrants need to be yeah, uh, charging right. treason. Victor, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. That's the that's the broader point. See, Victor is entitled to his opinion in America. I'm entitled to my opinion. The Fauci's out there. You're entitled to your opinion. All you people that want to get it, get it. I don't have a problem because I am not a fascist. In the same vein, the people claiming to be liberal, they're not liberal at all. They're tyrants, and they're going to control every aspect of your life, from money to lifestyle to even what you put in it, the whole time waving liberalism. The more people start to listen, the more they realize 
the people who are steeped in American principles, the capitalists, we're the liberal, the people who believe in American principles like the Constitution, like the Declaration. I don't want to force anybody to do anything. I don't want to extort anybody out of any property. Can any Democrat make the same claim, even though he calls himself a liberal? 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Every once in a while, it's nice to have the Cortez music playing around. (laughs) You know, I got to call him. He's texting me the other day. Here's a guy. I I love him to death. First thing he did was get the hell out of there. And he lived in a great section. I went to his house for a Christmas party. They destroy everything they touch. It's just the fact. I mean, I wish we could push it back here in Chicago, Illinois. I love it. Love it. Used to go to the city every day. I'm still disgusted about the girl that passed away. Disgusted. Young girl. In her 20s, probably her first job. How it's normal now. It doesn't matter. In fact, I'm disgusted how it's normal now to be living like this. And I was thinking to myself, time is the enemy of all men. Rich men, poor men. We've all had. I have my favorite uncle passed away, 56 years old. What's a year and a half out of his life? My mother, 64. What's a year and a half? When you're 90 and you're laying there dying, what's a year and a half? What would you give for a year and a half? Yet I've got these idiots, these political whores, who, by the way, never miss a paycheck. These people that are putting us into economic situations we didn't want to be in, they never miss the check. They just keep getting more money and more money and more money. I see this dimwit we call President Joe Biden down in Louisiana thinking he's on vacation for Mardi Gras. He can't figure out where all the water is. He thinks his diaper broke. I see him down there. You realize this guy's whole life is just profiting over our crisis. He never, he didn't miss a year and a half. Everybody said, oh, he was hiding in his basement. That's what else he, what else was he going to do? He can barely, he's a moron who's got mental issues. He's clearly suffering. Now we all are. I'm talking about a year and a half out of our youth, out of our business life. It's now being told that it's the new normal. Scott, we hear all of these breakthrough cases um, for people who are fully vaccinated. Um, Maybe they didn't take every precaution to mask up every time they were inside. But if you see these breakthrough cases and now we hear about this new variant, Mu variant. The Mu? Is it the MU? Or is it the FU? I know what it should be. Matt, Glenn Allen. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. I'm curious about this story. Was it a Packard 1928 by any chance? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll try to make this quick because it was kind of a long story, but I was selling a car out in Glen Ellen, and this guy comes out from the city to buy it with his son, and we're taking it for a ride, and, and uh, long story short, he goes off about politics and how pissed off he is and the people in the city, how Trump won this and that. And then he gets into our, our uh, governor, and I'm like, wow. He goes, well, you know, I used to play cards at such and such club. I, I can't remember. No, that's all right. We don't want it, yeah. In the city. And I was like, oh, wow. He goes, yeah, I played with his dad for years. We used to play cards. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool, whatever. And I didn't, you know, I didn't say much. And um, he, goes, uh, he goes, yeah, so one day we're sitting there playing cards. And J.B. Pritzker walks in, and he go, and his dad goes, hey, look who's here. And the guy who's buying my car, I'll, I'll say his name was Tony, goes, oh, it's fat. And he's, you know, beep, yeah. uses. 
And I'm Jason too fat. Dead. Go he goes, no, it's Fred Flintstone. Look, he's coming in to mooch for more money and suck off me for more money. He probably wants to go buy some drugs or some blow. And oh, I'm like, really? Well, he had to be a kid. Cause what, what was he when the old man died? He was 18, right? I guess. I don't know, but yeah. it was a pretty interesting Or No, story. no, no. It's, it, it, no, he was a kid. He was eight. Well, I gotta. We gotta look into this. I gotta. I gotta. We gotta do some data check because your guy might have been telling you a fairy tale. I don't know. I'm telling you, it sounded like it was a legit. It was a pretty good oh. story. Yeah. But anyway, I sell the car, but he did tell me at the end. He said, "You know, I thought for a second you voted for Biden, and if you did, I wasn't going to buy the car." <laughs> oh, I like that. See, this is what I mean. And I'm going to yeah. tell you something. I, I, that's my whole thing, man. We can. I ha- I do. I live my life. I seceded from the people that vote this way, from the people who think this way. We can live our life. We don't need it to be so so devastating. You know, we approval from the Fauci's out there. We don't need that. We can do it in our private businesses. We can do it in our private life. In some instances, you can't. You have to buy products from companies that are corrupted. You just have to because it's such a corporatist world. And and the Republicans helped us along. But that's why my whole idea is: Can you imagine if we just did that? If we only bought things from the people who thought like us, and we only benefited the people who thought like it like us now's the time to do it before we are in fact venezuela go ahead yeah, don uh don prisker died in 1972 jv was born in 65 so he was about yeah he was a kid yeah, it was yeah. like eight years so old. all right we're gonna you gotta call that guy back tell him uh yeah. unless he was talking about when jb was eight or another sibling and i know i mean i know Is democrat i know trust fund democrats that are wretched and they do go to prep schools and they do go crazy but i don't think they get started at eight so i'd look into the story thank you matt I appreciate it. And I also knew that because every time I'm on YouTube, I see a Pritzker commercial. The other brother's We're, a little older. He's, he's at least a few years older. Well, he's got Isn't another it? brother who's who's clearly not totally Pritzker. He's like 6'1". He's in shape. He does triathletes. <laughs> so I'm going to guess there's a security the mind, so, guard. Yeah. There's a security guard involved. Kind of like the redheaded prince who looks exactly like Diana's security guard. But I'm supposed to believe it's the inbred uh, Prince, that is the father. Well, that's the other thing is that Prince Harry, Donald Pritzker, the dad, died at the age I am now, thirty nine, right? Yeah, looking like a fifty five year old man. Just saying, the seventies were rough. sure. Well, not to mention when you got that kind of money, you know, you tend to be like five foot two and six hundred pounds. That's not good for longevity. Or you're Bob Hope and you lived one hundred and ninety five. It's true, but Bob Herp, Bob Hope earned the money. What about Bob there's Herp? A, there's a Bob Herp was his cousin. There's a <laughs> difference between earning the money. And enjoying it. That's true. These are like my friends versus the trust fund babies, yeah. like the ones in Oak Park, that swear they're down with the struggle the whole time they got 50K a month rolling in from money they never earned. And also Bob Hope spent his money on doctors, yeah. whereas JB is spending his money on Slim Jim. Plus, us, we, the people who, who earn the money, we tend to take care of ourselves. Our wife paint their toenails. It's nothing to do like Oak Park. It's totally different. Greg in his car. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good, Greg. Um, so talk. Good. Talking about the thank you. Talking about the vaccines. I well, first I've said for the last fifteen months we will never vaccinate our way out of this. That we need cheap oral therapeutics. So the the Z pack version, which is probably ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Well, did you see um, how they're cracking down on all that now? You know, a friend of mine is all into this. He gets in an argument with his doctor. He's one of these guys. He like cares what the doctor thinks. I could give a rip what a doctor thinks. But anyway, he gets in an argument, and he's he's had all the links to buy all this stuff, right? You could buy uh, hydroxychloroquine when 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 you know when it was in the beginning. He bought you know truckloads of it, and now what he's telling me is that there's a concerted effort to put roadblocks up so you can't even buy hydroxychloroquine anymore. You can't even get any of this stuff anymore. 
So interesting, uh, ivermectin is probably harder to get right now. I sent a prescription to a young man in Indiana, northwest Indiana, and the pharmacist said that, no, we can't prescribe we can't uh, prescribe ivermectin for COVID. And I said, you're kidding me. He said, no, we can't do that. And I said, so if, if he had a parasite infection, you would fill his prescription? And the pharmacist kind of smiled and said, oh, he has a parasite infection? Yes, doctor, we can fill that prescription. You know what's funny? I knew it was going to be like this when the CDC came out last week. And they said, no, 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 this is for veterinary use. And they neglected, really, the part. Well, there's two versions of it, isn't there? There's two versions of it. Yep. So the, the you know, so it's ivermectin is ivermectin, but the veterinary version is 50 or 100 times stronger. So unless you are very good with decimal places, um, it's, it's hard to dilute it to get it to human dose. And that's why people are getting sick on it. It's not that it's different. It's that it is 50 times stronger. So obviously, if you're giving a cow ivermectin, it's a little bit bigger dose than what the human dose would be. But you know, the bigger issue is, is that they are deathly afraid that if it comes out that ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine are actually helpful, they have more than egg on their face that they've been fighting this all along. So they are covering their tracks to hide the fact at the expense of perhaps hundreds of thousands of Americans. Um, They would rather people die. We know that the government doesn't care about millions of people. After all, look what they did when they banned the use of DDT, wrongfully banned it. And DDT is what saved millions of lives. Before, and I believe it was the same girl who, who was the abortionist who wrote about, who created Planned Parenthood. Wasn't it the same one who wrote The, the Silence of the Birds? Wasn't it Margaret Sanger who wrote about the birds and then they got rid of DDT? And look at how many, no, I have them confused. I might, I might, we'll look it up. But we have millions of people in Africa that have died from uh, 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 the mosquito airborne uh, or the mosquito carried disease and DDT could have solved it all. Look at now we have West Nile. DDT kills the mosquito, solves it all. But they're not interested. Rachel Carson. Yeah, I get them confused. I'm pretty sure they look alike and they all look like FDR's wife. Who, you know, like Dr. Dryheve Eduardo, Awardi, whatever. Thanks. All these all these fascist Democrat women all look alike. Thank you very much, Greg. I appreciate oh, can it. I, can, you, can you hear my conspiracy theory here about the vaccine? All right, I'm not even going to make you wait. I'm not even going to make you wait till Monday. Go ahead. We got 30 seconds. Okay, so every single person, I'm a physician, every single person that's got the vaccine, I make it a point to ask them if they had side effects. In January, February, into March, yes, I had 103 fever, I vomited, I was hospitalized, terrible, terrible. And since April, nobody has a side effect from the vaccine. Nobody's flu-like, nobody's achy. I I think Biden watered the the stuff down. Once you swear, once you swear, we got to hang. All right, listen, I went long at it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Once we go long, I got to go to commercial. We'll be back after this. Is that the Eagles? Yeah, they're all right. Joe Walsh. I saw an excellent documentary on the uh, on the guy who discovered. All right, we're gonna go. Right, I got Misty yelling in my ear all of a sudden. Friday features with Sean six thirty five. I know, I know. Save it. I'm gonna save it. She yells at me now. That's how you know we're really getting along. Jim, Naperville. Hey, Sean, real quick. You know, uh, my wife is a pharmacist with a major chain uh, retail. Don't, don't say it. Here. And I won't. No, I don't want to get anybody more and, uh, in trouble. I'm afraid. Go ahead. Afraid for them, not I me. I want my wife to lose her job. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. That's exactly After what I mean. 25 years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, listen, 
they're they're out of everything other than the uh, Pfizer vaccine, and then uh, they don't have any of the test kits, anything for the the you know, test, whether you're positive or negative. For ah, the, that's for the, 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 I I, you know, I think they look at you anyway. They say, okay, I think you're positive. That's what I think. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I actually, I I mean, you know, I, I'm still. I like the the article that said, look, we got 83% of the people who are donating blood are showing antibodies to it. I think that you know, we've had this disease and it's been it's been underreported how resistant people are anyway to it, which is why when you go to the CDC and you check their numbers, they want you to believe that, you know, everybody, they make it seem like 50% of us have had it. By their numbers, they were at 10%, a little less. If you go by their speculation, they feel that people don't go to the doctor and let's say you double it, you still at 20% of the population that had COVID naturally and so what you know it tends to believe there may be a large part of society that is genetically prone or have have natural antibodies to it so you know to me if we need a little perspective on the whole thing and i think there's government is is working actively to to strip us of that perspective and the other thing is that you know i looked at the local uh uh, edwards hospital and uh they say that it's like uh, ninety something plus percent uh, occupied, right? Uh-huh. But only twenty something percent is with COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't it, want you to have that, that perspective. Yeah. A very dear friend of mine's wife um, um, works at a hospital. I don't want to mention it, and they did a story in front of the hospital about how the the um, pediatric ICU beds were all taken. And his, you know, he's sitting in my store, and he says, "My wife says there's six kids in there." They got 18, 19 beds. There's six kids in there. So, you know, you got a lot of this happening because of the main rule that we played in the early part of the show. And that is you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. They are loving this. It is their greatest weapon against us. We'll discuss that and more when I get back. streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the declaration of independence in the other he's sean thompson and this is the sean thompson show tell you man i never uh i never got labor day i never did i worked seven days a week always did but i never got labor day oh labor day weekend i didn't have no whole white pants no white pants to me that was always a size issue you know every girl i ever dated can't wear white pants after labor day how about you can't wear white pants after like say an eight i mean that's just me I like white pants all the time. I just think it's a size issue more than a thing. But go figure. It's right in Chicago, home of the American communists in the late 80s. And it's over, uh, it, it, it wasn't the Haymarket. It was, um, what the hell was the other thing they did? There was another There was another scam. The Pullman Place Car Company. Pullman. So they, 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 get, they wanted to break apart the union. They break apart the union. What does the gangster union do? They burn the place down. They kill cops, kill protesters 
Then Grover Cleveland's like, all right, just shut up. I'll sign the holiday. Take Monday off, you bums. And here we are. I got to take Monday off. I don't want to take Monday. I like to oh, work. God. There, there's Joe Biden. Yeah, they're just doing a little more cheese, a little more welfare. I'll work on Monday. Thank God I sell real estate in South Florida. I'm working on Monday. I don't take the day off. Unfortunately, I'm not off. I'm, I'm off on radio. But I think there's a best of. That, do you put that together? Oh, Misty puts it together? All right, so good. So Misty's going to put in my, my foibles and my failures because I made her mad during this show. Dave Downers Grove. Yes, Sean. Uh, two things. First, I've never listened to Dr. Fauci, especially when, or fear of Dr. Fauci, especially when I heard that I had a 99-point-some percent survival. I drive a truck. I take more I take more risk than that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I came across a video of uh, Dr. Christina Parks. She's great. She talked in front of the Michigan legislators who wants to mandate that vaccines for jobs. And she goes into the science about how vaccines were, were made. To, this vaccine was made to fight the original COVID. And, and, and so it doesn't recognize any variants. And what it does actually is, is a negative. It takes in the variant, thinking it, you know, not knowing what it is, and actually brings it into your lungs. And that's why yeah, I believe they're having problems in Israel. Well, the other but, thing, too, uh, is we could have studied all of this, you know, like over time. And we could have these debates, and and there's um, Robert Malone, who was one of the original scientists that helped create it. He may have been able to, you know, show that hey, this isn't acting the way he likes. And there's so many other people that don't like it. And then, you know, we could we could if we would have studied it and stopped pretending we could solve this thing. And and this is bipartisan, by the way. Maybe we could stop calling it a vaccine, even though. It isn't, and that's why Dr. Fauci comes out and pretends that it's going to be normal to have a third one. But moreover, we could have focused on what you first said, is that even if you get this, there's a 99.5% chance you live. Will some people die? Yes. But in a country of 330 million people, we average about 2.8 million deaths a year. 2.8 million is a lot. And people die every day in this country, and some of them die because of stupidity, and some of them die because of evil, and some of them die because we're finite human beings, and we do die. Thanks, by the way, for the phone call. We do die. That's just part of life. And at no time does a government bureaucrat have the right to shut down other people and force them into house arrest or take away their businesses, or more importantly, take away the freedom and the judgment over their own lives there is no excuse great enough and there's no excuse great enough to violate any of the freedoms and liberties that this country was founded on none and this goes right into george w bush and all of the lies he told and the breaking the rules of capitalism to save it and all the rest of it we keep falling for the crisis we keep falling for the emergency and in the end we live 10 years down the, down the road of all of these so-called temporary fixes. And we're living a lie in this country. The whole, God, the whole damn thing, the whole damn thing is a lie. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, thanks a lot, Sean, for taking my call. This is a criminal with people that had COVID already. If a person had COVID already and then they uh, recover, they're golden. They, get, they have the absolute best thing going. But what happens when you get the vaccine after you had COVID it really screws with your immune system so that you are more... Well, here's, the, here's the other thing I have a problem with, Craig. 
that's probably true in some people. And in other people, it's not true. You know why? Each one of us are different. I, we are different. Thank God. Otherwise, we'd all be walking around like Dr. Dryheave, aging like cheese on a sidewalk. So the good news is we're all different. So I don't like absolutes and this happens and that happens. We don't know. What we do know, the only real thing we know is that the people who, unfortunately, wouldn't wish it on anybody, catch this virus. Those people, you, you do the, what does Dr. Fauci call it? The dater, also known as data. When you do the dater, 99.5 live. 99.5% live. It's a tragedy we lose 0.5. But some of those cream puff eaters were living their life without care anyway. When you see the homeless people start to get rounded up, you know, because if anybody's susceptible to all this, it's the homeless people. Yet, have they been? They have the same statistics. 99.5%. When you have a government that is airdropping illegal people in the country who they've tested and they know have it, they are airdropping them in states, and then all of a sudden outbreaks happen. Should you not focus on the fact they were airdropped in the states? I got the government. Wait, they're, they're being airdropped? Airdropped in Florida. They were flying them in. Do you, do you, do you know what airdropping is? Oh, yeah. They, they, they had the courtesy to land, but I like okay. to say airdrop. Airdrop is what the Taliban. Airdrop is what the Taliban is doing to the Americans we left behind that we don't want to talk about. They're airdropping them for real third, at the end of a news. Buildings, yeah, yeah they yeah, like to do that. They air, and, and then the Taliban before this crisis, remember how they treated the homosexuals? They were airdropping them off high buildings. That's, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that though because that's that's a mix-up that's too fresh, too soon yeah. to when focus you, when on you that. Think about airdropping, I just imagine that. Uh, yeah, you know they're they're walking off the end of a C one thirty, and the little <laughs> clip is hanging in the ceiling, and Listen, you know yeah. pulling the chute. I'm well aware of my, but I that, okay. to me that they're flying in illegal aliens into states, they're driving them up the up the coastline. It's preposterous. As long as you're moment. moderately self aware, I'm I'm, I'm self aware. Yeah, I'm self aware, and I I will never take my eye off the focus of. How did this whole damn thing get started? Well, it turns out they were tweaking it. They were investing in it. Turns out government had a front man. And I don't mean Fauci. I mean another company. And then what they do? They gave this company billions of dollars to researching. What were they researching? They were researching a COVID virus. And they were researching it in the Wuhan lab. And when all hell broke loose, you know what their first instinct, what their first instinct was to do? Lie. And that does explain you've got this 80-year-old professional liar. You've got a president in office who's never achieved anything except the ability to lie enough to get elected for 50 years. That's why when he comes out and tells a bald-faced lie, it's normal for CNN to just say, well, what are you going to do? So President Biden is taking heat for falsely claiming that he visited the Pittsburgh synagogue attacked by a mass shooter when he never actually went there. The no big deal. Ah, no big <laughs> He didn't go there. It's no big deal. And the American Democrat will vote for this all the time. Because they're used to lie. In fact, they'd rather live in the lie. And now they have all the excuses. They have COVID. They have the economic calamity that the reaction to COVID created. They now are in this lie where they're a victim. They're in this lie where if you get welfare, you could pretend to live as well as someone who works constantly and does the right thing and lives the right life. It's a lie. In fact, America's addicted to lying completely and totally. That's why when you have government subsidize a stock market or subsidize companies or pick winners and losers, it's normal because you like to live in the lie. And now everybody 
wants to live in the lie that Joe Biden and the American corporatist Republicans and the rest of them have created. And now all you need are real good lies and the lie has to top the lie has to top the lie. And then before you know it, we're going to be told what normal is. Scott, we hear all of these breakthrough cases um, for people who are fully vaccinated. Um, Maybe they didn't take every precaution to mask up every time they were inside. But if you see these breakthrough cases and now we hear about this new variant, move variant. I mean, what does this mean for life going forward? Is there a point where we actually are going to be able to go back to normal or are these new variants going to pop up all the time and continue to uh, to hinder things? I think we're going to go back to normal after this Delta wave. Hopefully this is the last real wave of infection that we're going to experience. But it's going to be a new normal because this is going to become an. That's it. It's going to be a new normal because you know what was not normal? The way the American citizens lived was not normal in the history of the world. It was not normal to have the kind of freedom to make your own decisions. In fact, the rest of the world, the normal is what we live in now where these corrupt government liars get to tell you what your freedom is, what your ability is, what your life will be. That's the world's normal. And now you know what that's called? The new normal in America. The new normal is where the Pritzkers and the Bidens and the even the Mitch McConnells and the Mitt Romneys, they set the rules, they make the decisions, and you're their slave. That's the new normal in America. It'll all be for your own good. You're going to love it. You're going to own good your, your, your own good way right into the Soviet Union. I'd say we're going to live around like the mid to late 60s in the Soviet Union, right when the people were too afraid, too intoxicated, too scared to speak truth to government. That's where our new normal is going to look like. Because there is no real future if you just keep repeating the same mistakes of the past and calling it the future. That's what Democrats call build back better. Got to build back better if you're going to build back better. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. You know, Joe Biden had the audacity. This idiot, he's got a, a, a white Columbia fishing shirt on. He looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons in a hospital gown. You need to put this dummy in a jacket and a tie if you're going to prop him up and pretend he's got the physicality to be a man anymore i mean this weekend at bernie's act is getting a little tired i'm getting a little tired of it but i understand what they mean when they say the new normal and that is the the old normal for these socialist soviet corrupt failed countries like the one america is destined to be Pandemic virus it's going to circulate every year it's probably going to be a winter pathogen as coronaviruses are after we get enough immunity in the population and it's going to continue to drift we'll need to reformulate our vaccines from time to time yeah people will need to get revaccinated people who've been infected and are relying on the immunity from prior infection probably will need to get vaccinated at some point they're not going to have lifelong immunity from a prior infection so this is going to become like a second circulating flu and the challenge is we already have a flu and if you have this circulating alongside flu i think the cumulative productivity impact to society to businesses is going to be too great for us to return to life as we knew it we're going to which means the debt the government control the restrictions on your opinion that's the new normal ladies and gentlemen welcome to your new reality this is the socialist dystopia you were promised and by the way it's going to be real expensive and real restrictive you're going to love it tom blue island Sean, how you doing, sir? Good, buddy. How are you? 
couple questions for you. So, Bite Me got on television and said that saving, rescuing 90% of the Americans and, you know, associates of, America, of Americans in Afghanistan was good. But somehow, over 99%, was it 99.5% of Americans that are fine from COVID? That's not good enough. And you just put that, that chump you just had the, uh, the recording of saying that this isn't going away and we'll have to deal with it forever. That guy's not good. You know as well as I, Sean, he's living his life and not a thing has changed. It's the knuckleheads like me out there <laughs> trying to help some guys and do, do yeah. work. We're the ones that are in trouble. Tom, that guy will never do anything. Tom, here's the good news. You're not as in trouble as those poor people who are in Louisiana, because right now um, Biden just told them, look, we're going to have your, your your backs. President Biden pledges not to leave any communities behind too soon. Oh, God. During a tour of areas in Louisiana ravaged by the hurricane. We'll be right here. After all, I got my white Columbia shirt on. I'm telling you the way I told those people who were citizens who wanted to get out of Afghanistan and didn't want to separate from their wives and kids who they knew would either be raped or beheaded. We got you. We got you. You got nothing to worry about. Wrong. It is just outrageous when the reality is what they're not telling you are. I have to implement more precautions in congregate settings. So that means trying to get people vaccinated at work. It means improving air filtration and handling in indoor settings. We've greened buildings. Now we're going to have to blue them. Wait, wait, wait. You just spent all the time greening the buildings. Now we're gonna we're gonna blue them. What's happening? Because you know we sort of hermetically sealed buildings to make them more energy efficient, but that might have mitigated against the kinds of precautions we need to try to reduce uh, spread of respiratory. Whoa, 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 whoa! So you mean this rebuilding to the green agenda, the billions upon billions we've already spent, and the promises to spend billions and billions and billions? That's not going to be enough. Tory so pathogen. People are going to be encouraged to stay at home. <laughs> Potentially, because we've sealed buildings very tight. We need to improve uh, air handling systems. People are going to have to be encouraged to stay at home if they're sick or have a sick contact. Braving out a cold um, in the middle of winter is going to be frowned upon. We're going to have to introduce more access to point-of-care testing. So we should shame people to come to work. We're going to have to make more access to home diagnostics, which the FDA is doing. See, this kind of fascism, this kind of tyranny, this kind of neighbor-on-neighbor like Cuba, it's funny. If you're a Democrat, it's funny. It's just ridiculous. Mark, Glenn Allen. Yeah, hey, Sean. I wanted to start off and tell you that um, my respect for your opinion has gone down dramatically because you think the hairstyles from the 80s were better than today? (laughs) Listen, I just I said my hairstyle, not the hairstyle. Mine. You got to understand. I have this little bald spot. It's very tiny. However, prof makes fun of me. Back in the 80s, I had a mullet. My hairstyle, I'll take the out-of-style mullet without the little bald thing. But, you know, there's our women out there that like bald guys, so this is a little something for the freaks. You know what I mean? Go ahead. I'm listening to all the uh, the ramifications of this COVID, and I'm just wondering, why don't we take the offensive and uh, put Fauci on – uh, you know, on trial for crimes against yeah. humanity. You mean like I mean, Nuremberg? the one that was responsible for this. I, uh, I Listen, I, in theory, I understand, but this government doesn't pay for mistakes. They don't, there's no repercussions for mistakes in government. In fact, what those are is more power, more money, more strength. You think they're like us? You know, and if anybody was going to be brought up on charges against humanity, wouldn't it be the 
upper echelon of the military and Joe Biden and the people who said, you know, all those promises we made, those 80,000 visas where we lied to the people, make them feel safe. So they helped and cooperated with Americans over the last 20 years. And now we just turn them over to savages that guarantee they are going to rape, murder, behead, torture and enslave them. That's where people should be charged for. It's a sin. You're right. But here we're living in a world, Mark, where you've got women, women, ironically enough, that are advocating for the right to murder their babies. And you think there's a righteousness that's going to be charged about government, what the inhumanity to man government does? I don't think so. And this thing about Pisaki, I'm not going to let it slide, this rat, pippy lie-stocking. Why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic faith teaches abortion as morally wrong? He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Why does the president, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions. Um, the question was, why doesn't he believe it's a right of an un- the, the unborn child have any rights? And she said she believes the, it's the right of the mother to take away those rights and kill that baby. And why would he know? Uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. But for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. Now, this is coming from a party and a person who says, if a man that feels like a woman, I got to call him she. Make up your mind, Red. Make up your mind, dimwit. And by the way, all the women that feel this way, you're the first ones to take your husbands to court to pay the bills. When you leave the kids. So the, the, the husband's got no choice. You get to make all the choice. You're like a mafia, Don, huh? Huh, Don Cheech? You get to decide to whack my kid. And you get to decide that when you don't like it anymore, I have to pay for everything. What a wonderful position. And you're also saying, I got to call clear pipe fitters that are men. She and her, if they say so. It's a confusing new time. Welcome to the new normal. We'll be back with your movie selections and your phone calls after this. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. All right, listen, it's Friday. I do love this segment. You know, I begrudgingly started it. It was a Misty Callahan, Keith Conrad, Marcus Brown insistence. And I do love it. In fact, uh, I was getting ready, and I have been addicted to the Sons of Anarchy. I made the mistake. I, I, I avoided it for years. Made the mistake of watching the first episode, and now it's like it's insanity. I'm in season six. But I was able to fit in a great documentary, which when I put it on, guys at the cigar store were groaning. By the end of it, everyone was silent and watching it. And it was called Happy Accidents, the Bob Ross story. And you know how you know your future business is going to suck? Partner up with an ex-CIA agent. Partner up with an ex-upper echelon of the CIA. Guess what happens to Bob Ross, his kid, and his money? It turns out exactly like you partnered with George Bush Sr. Rat. It turns out just like that. At least he wasn't shot. Um, but it not good. Not good at all. And then for a movie, I did take some liberty to watch. Because I wanted to feel good after this Afghanistan thing, after watching this dimwit destroy their country's pride and reputation and the bill and the socialism that's coming. I wanted to feel good about things. So I watched Cast a Giant Shadow, 1966. 
It's got my favorite. I mean, my favorites. Kirk Douglas, John Wayne, Frank Sinatra, Angie Dickinson Young. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I guess I, I don't know if she became a Democrat, but Democrats don't look like Angie Dickinson. At least they're not born that way. Might be created that way by an Antifa teacher, but they're not born that way. Angie Dickinson Young. I mean, just to name a few, it's got the guy in there, uh, Jeremy uh, Kemp. You remember him? Ah, you don't know. He's a kid. Great actor. Old. He had that uh, just just phenomenal acting. Hugh Brenner is in it. That's a guy that does bald good. If you got a head like Hugh Brenner, then you you know you're fine. Otherwise, you're not. Tom Sherville. Although it's always better to stay bald. Don't you ever put that plastic on your hair like Pete Sylvester? You put that plastic, or like uh like Frank Lutz. Now you want people to believe that's hair. The very first thing you're doing to people is lying to them. You're a liar. You're a fraud. Who, who, who are you going to say? Frank Lutz is a pollster, right? So the first question Frank you should Lutz ask people pots. is, is do you, does this look okay? The only good That's hair piece. the first piece, question every poll should begin with. The only hair piece, I had an uncle that went bald. He was a handsome guy. For, for he, he wore one. But the William Shatner hair piece. See, but that's yeah, not yeah. normal. William Shatner, he's paying hundred grand to have that fake hair. Well, and he's 90 and he looks 60. Hey, no, he looks if good. you're going to get the hair piece, you have to go James Trafficant. Yeah. Be honest with people. Just put a, he ma- wasn't just put a dog on your head. He wasn't trying to fool anybody. No, it was just the There dog. was no, yeah, he wasn't trying to fool you. You know, I was looking into, because uh, I'll get it tightened up. I'll tell you right now, I'm not afraid to go get it tightened up. They do that, that surgery sure. on your head. But then you look at Joe Biden. Well, but Biden Biden had that like early generation hair it's plug terrible. thing. He was like a pioneer of the hair plug. Chuck Schumer. The only thing missing is a farmer and a John Deere tractor on his yeah, head. Yeah, the, the ones that they do now where they pull like hair yeah. from the back of your head and put it up top. Yeah, I might look That's a little bit. I got to admit, I'm vain. Tom Sheriff. I've heard that if you sneeze, yeah, you can Yeah, I got a movie yeah. for you. Go ahead. Uh, Savage Streets, 1984, starring Linda Blair. This is 11 years after the piece. Soup. Really? Do you know what? This one might have slipped by me. I don't think I, I... Is it a B-movie? I thought Linda Blair was in B-movies. Well, it is kind of a B-movie. It's a vigilante movie where she takes on a Hollywood gang. All right. I like the premise. Any uh, documentary you saw that was interesting? Uh, you know what? Uh, this doesn't qualify as a documentary, but uh, I read the book, and it's a good movie, The Kite Runner. All right, The Kite Runner. All right, I'm going to check it out. In the meantime, do yourself a favor. This Bob Ross thing... Wait till you see how these people set this guy up in the beginning to screw him. It was it, it's horrific. I'll see you see you later. Thanks, Tom, for the call. But what Bob Ross did, I don't know if you remember him. I used to watch him for years. He would paint an, a, a, a new art piece in 28 minutes. Every show was a brand new one. Phenomenal what he did. Kent in Aurora. Hey, you know, my family, like most, had a Christmas tradition of watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, and one year. It. When I was young, my dad heard of something, or my mom, and, and they put in a different one called Shopper on the Corner. And that was so good, that became family tradition for the rest of our family life. Who's in it? At Christmas. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, and okay. It's, uh, it, was, it was remade uh, a couple times, but I mean, it is such a classic, classic movie from back then. I'm embarrassed, it's, it's, Kent. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. So I am going to watch. Wow! Oh, you'll you'll just love it. Right. You'll just love this it. This is going to be. And it was a play one. first, so anyhow, it's it's great. Thank you very much, Kent. I so appreciate. Right. it. How about a documentary? You got one? Oh yeah, I do. Uh, it's uh, what makes you hungry. Hero dreams of sushi. Right. Documentary about. I love. I was the best sushi shop considered in the world. Kent, that's one of my favorite foods. Station. It is one of my favorite foods that I eat probably three to four times a week, especially when I'm in, in Naples. There's a place there. 
It's called Namba. I shouldn't have never gave it away. It's phenomenal. I love it. Thank you very much. I'm hungry, and I will have some Sunday evening. Sid, Portage Park. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Good, buddy. Listen, the documentary I have, it's called A Good Job. A Good Job. It's the story of the FDNY. And with 9-11 coming up, I think it's very appropriate. All right. I'm going to watch this thing. See, because this is the this is the exciting part about traveling. Like they make you waste like four hours between the TSA and all of it. I get all caught up on this, so thank you very much. And what about a movie? And, um, speaking of traveling, I'm I'm heading out to New York with a group of Chicago firemen for the 20 year anniversary. Oh, God bless them. Yeah. As far as the movie is concerned, Sean, I love this one. It's an oldie but a goodie. It's Spencer Tracy, oh, Bad be. Day at Black Rock. Bad Day at Black Rock. I think I have seen that. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah, I love, I, I love Spencer Tracy. I really do. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I just think uh, he never got the. Well, he did back then. He was very popular back then. But it's a shame that these kids don't know who he is. I said it to my daughter, and I'm a movie guy. I always have old movies on, and she's like, "Who's Spencer Tracy?" I said, "You know, Catherine Hepper." And my daughters are named after movie starlets. I don't want to say them, but thank you very much. I appreciate it, Sid. I, I've clearly failed, Dave and Wheaton. <laughs> I, I want a movie called uh, Bad Day at Black Lives Matters. Oh, I see what you did there. All right, fair yeah, enough. Anyway, anyway, but I do want that. Right, um, movies, uh, Hitchcock, um, Notorious with Cary Grant. Great David one. Bergman, great one, great Claude one. Rains. Yes. Now, the, uh, the documentary would be a docudrama, I would say, God's Now. Have you ever seen that one? So I've I've started it. Yeah. And I never made it. I didn't make it past 20 minutes. It was, I got a phone call, changed the entire day, and I had rented yeah. it at the cigar store. By the time I got back, they were done watching it, and they were all you know, just disgusted and in awe. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I'm like, all right, I, I just didn't have the energy anymore after that day. But you talk, you talk about abortion, and, you, and, th- and this guy so the, called himself a doctor. It's, he was disgusting. I, I, but, I, uh, I still can't just get my head around what we're facing right now. I literally have mothers that want to hide behind the word and pretend it's a political position of righteousness to kill their baby. It's just a surreal circumstance, Dave. Thank you. I always appreciate the movie calls. You know that. All right. I go to break now. Or I got time for one more. You can go to break now. All right, listen, I want to I want to have a last segment. I've got a couple callers on the line. i got one open line, 312-642-5600. can't believe how fast this three hours goes. Have they gone yet? I'm going to ask for four. So fast Friday. I like Fridays. I like having a good time. And then, you know, I read the stack of stuff that I didn't get to, and you see prosecutors dropped the felony charge against the kid who killed a 16-year-old kid in Chicago last week. And, and you realize they were going into a weekend, and what's going to be, what's going to be the count? Long weekend. And then I'm going to listen to the Democrats. Ah, All right, let's talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. Ruth, I love that name, and Elgin. Oh, and uh, yeah, I the movie I'm I'm uh, think you might like is uh, Tomorrow of the World, and it's uh, actually it's of like the world. Tomorrow the world, oh, t- and it's Skip Holmeyer, and it's about Nazi Germany. And how they, Skip Homer is a real, real young kid in this movie. And I don't remember a lot about it, but uh, I mean, what I remember, I want to see it again. But the, 
You might live through it again. If it's about the Nazis in the 30s, then it's about the Democrats in the 20s. Yeah, and it actually, it tells how they train the kids to squeal on their parents and turn them in and everything. You mean like now about the vaccine and the neighbor? Yeah, the mask? Exactly. Actually, it's kind of like today, Germany, tomorrow, the world. I love it, Ruth. And then Frederick March is in it, too. I love it very much. Thank you very much. I'm By the way, i got to tell you real quick, I tried to get it on Amazon. Yeah. You know how much they wanted for it? $89. $89? I right. thought, forget Now I'm it, really I curious. I want to see it again, but I can't uh, do that. I, listen, know. I'm going to borrow money from Misty. Thank you very much, Ruth. I appreciate the call. Jim and Elgin. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm smoking one of your cigars. Outstanding Friday. Happy Labor Day. Uh, despite its communist um, uh, manifesto and Thank all that stuff. You. But, Thank hey, two good movies for you. All right. Documentary. Okay. Uh, advertised on your station. Salem Now, Exploitation 17. Extortion. Extortion. 2011. Extor- ex- yes. Extortion right. 17. Extortion. Are you familiar with it? No, but they are here in the studio, and I was already given that list to to, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You'll, you'll love that. It's, it's a wonderful story. It's a uh-huh. sad story, but it... it Throws a lot of mystery on what happened and why. All right, so good. That's a and a good movie. I always like Tombstone, my friend. It oh, me, you yeah. can never go wrong. I'm your Huckleberry. Thank you very <laughs> much, Jim. I appreciate it, Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good. The Bucket of Blood with Bruno Vesota, and that's a Harvey uh, Roger Corman uh, picture. Really? Uh, from the late 650s. Okay. And the, my documentary would be The Rough Riders with Tom Berenger playing Theodore Roosevelt. Really? All right, very good. All right, I'm going to watch that, too. Thank you very much. And read a George Orwell book. You want to talk, <laughs> talk about my word? It's the fourth rank. Eduardo, El Paso. Hi, Eduardo. Yeah, just visiting here. I'm I'm checking out a cigar shop. I'll let you know on my next call in next week, okay? You let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Documentary. Yeah. So my documentary is the 9-11 on National Geographic. Okay. And my movie is uh, When He Goes There with Burton and um, Eastwood. Oh, I love that one. When Eagles Dare. Excellent call, kid. By the way, give me a price on a real cigar store Indian. Thank you very much. No, I'm kidding. I got two. Don't, know. Thank you. I got two. Don't worry. I don't need one. I just like the idea that I could, you know, that's where they really come from. Mexico. I mean, El Paso. Excuse me. Megan. Orland Park. Hey, Sean. How are you? How are you? I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you recall on Monday, you gave me five seconds to close out your show. You're going to do it again. You got 20 talk. now. Go ahead. Hurry up. Go, go, okay. go. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and we need to laugh. So, Dumb and Dumber, um, and um, Monty Python, Holy Grail, and The Jerk. Oh, that jerk. I love The Jerk. I do. Thank you, Megan, for holding. Thank you for calling. Thank you for waiting. And The Jerk is a great one. I love <laughs> I love the invention. I love the whole thing. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.